Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Hello, everybody. How are we doing today, Miss Lynn Evans? We're doing fine, and I'm so happy we have new chairs. Yeah. Hey! Oh, yes. Thank you, WILK. Yeah. Johnny said it's because we complain too much every time we come in. Oh, right, well, Johnny. Okay. When you have to sit down on the chair and bounce them down for us, <laughs> right, John? Yes. Look at. Yeah, he's shaking his head. Mm-hmm. So yes, and they're comfy and they're cozy, and I love them. I do too. So they're thank very you. Supportive of the back. And yes. Like them. I do too. So so today is Thursday, a couple of days before you're listening, and it is beautiful today. It is. The sun is gorgeous. As Barbara said. My hair said. came out really, really <laughs> perfectly. T- yes, no humidity. This, I love it. This could be the last beautiful day of 2018. <laughs> oh, Jesus, please. <laughs> please. No, 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 no. Please. So good. But anyway, yes. Such a nice... So we have some fun things coming up tonight, which will be over by the time you listen yeah. to them, uh, to us. But um, I don't know if there would still be, might be still some, no, you can't get the tickets, no. it's over. Yeah. I keep thinking it's in reverse, no. Um, so the God Box is tonight, and hopefully that will all come out wonderfully. And it's a beautiful day for Mary Lou Quinlan to be driving in from New York, uh-huh. if that's where she's coming she is. from. And I talked to her this morning, Yes, and she's all ready to go. Good. That's yep. exciting. Yeah, that's so nice. it's going to be a wonderful night, and we're very happy about mm-hmm. that. And she said in a Facebook post, 330 seats? There's 360-some now. Oh, good. Yeah. So How we'll much? get close. We, our goal was 400, yeah. and we'll probably be very, very close to that goal. How much? Uh, how many seats are in the auditorium? I don't have any clue the exact amount because it's before. at the theater at North. I don't know that much about it. It's the first time I'm, I'm actually going to be in yeah, a. Per- well, that's too. not true. I went to see my cousin perform. Um, oh, that's right. Ha- ca- was- Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. You remember that was the first time. Yes. But this was the first time I've ever had anything to do with the planning of an event there. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's um, Laurie and Annie have been wonderful to deal with. Uh, well, I have to say, um, Laurie. Uh, they both of them are just the nicest people. So it's been a pleasure. Randy Williams has spent a lot of time with them too. And it's really, it's it, it seems like it's going to be a great spot for this. And we're very excited. And Mary Lou is ready to go. Good. So, Yay, and as we said nice. before, she donates her time.
time and talent to this so that the the event becomes a fundraiser for Hospice of the Sacred Heart. And she's been doing this all over the country in a few spots in Europe and stuff and donates her time and talent. So other than paying for her tech, that's it. And like we have wonderful sponsors ourselves, as we said, Fidelity Bank, Dr. Barb Plucknut, and the Radisson um, is letting is um, supporting us with Mary Lou and her husband and her tech, who will be staying for the night. So we're happy about that. Good. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's that's a good thing. That, and we also have. I know this is. It's a little early, but it never hurts to talk about breakfast with Santa. Oh, okay. Because before you know it. It'll be here. So Mansour's is doing a brunch, breakfast with Santa brunch. Well, um, yeah, I, I got it right. It's on Sunday, December 16th from 9 a.m. to 1. So the menu will be, wait till you hear some of these things. Scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, home fries, gingerbread pancakes with butter and spiced maple syrup, mini bagels with homemade cream cheeses, salmon, blueberry, and veggie, Mm -hmm. roasted pork loin stuffed with cornbread, apple stuffing, and served with pan gravy, cheese ravioli in two sauces, white wine, basil, cream sauce, and vodka sauce, a yogurt sundae station, and sweet treats. That's going to be $25 per person plus tax and gratuity. Children 12 and under are half that. And the price and children five five and under are free. Santa will be here there all day long, walking around, greeting people, and available for photos if you would like. Last year, they did this, and it was a great success. And so they're doing it once again. And Lynn, you know we're big fans of Mansour's. We love Carolyn Baldy, Catalano, and Mike Catalano. Mm-hmm. And they do a wonderful job no matter what they do. As a matter of fact, they'll be catering tonight for Mary Lou. And um, it's just going to be a nice event. So if you want to, you can call for reservations. And, of course, I don't have the number in front of me. Oh. I know. So I could fast Google it. But it's um, it's a good thing. And it'll be fun. And breakfast with Santa, I can't even believe. Can you? <laughs> I mean, really, think about it. That's amazing. All, all that food for $25. Yeah. Wow. 341-6673. 341-6673. Okay. Mansour's. Just oh, go on. Good. Well, actually, that might be an old one now, too. You know that? What's old? The no, I number? guess not. Yeah, because sometimes there used to be two um, phone numbers. So, But anyway, um, it just it's at the corner of, uh, what is it, Ash and... Prescott. Prescott. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's great. So, um, what else is happening with you? Um, yeah, that's correct. That's the number. Well, there was something I was going to say, and now, of course, I can't remember it. Well, you know what? While we're talking about this, too, of course, this morning you wake up to another shooting tragedy oh, yeah. in Southern California, mm-hmm. which is just, it's got to stop. It's unbelievable. Yep. Um, so our hearts and thoughts and prayers are with those children, those kids and their family. And that gentleman who was uh, with the sheriff's department about to retire and was shot and killed. And it's just, it's just unbelievable. But last week, um, I read in the Scranton Times after the, um, synagogue shooting and there it was an article about it said Jewish nurse wanted to prove him wrong meaning the shooter and when you think about what she said um, or he said he said love that's why I did it 
the meaning the, the meaning the nurse. Love is an action more powerful than words, and love is in fa- love in the face of evil gives others hope. It diminishes humanity. It, it dis, I'm sorry, it, dem, it demonstrates humanity. It reaffirms why we are here. And then she said, he said, I could care less about what Robert Bowers thinks, but you know, the person reading this, love is the only message. Um, I, I, it, 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 the only the only message the action the action. No, I'm sorry because I fold it right where it, I was reading it, and I have to flip it over. So I want to say that again because I think it's so important. She he said I could care less. Uh, what Robert Bowers thinks, but you, the person reading this, love is the only message I wish to instill in you. It, if any action means anything, love's, love means everything. And th- that story of him taking care of this guy, mm-hmm. and that's why he did it, was to show, prove him wrong as to why he went in and would shoot these people. Murder. That's Murder, yeah. Um, it's just unbelievable. And when you think about that, this guy knew it. He knew he was the shooter. He took care of him with the grace and dignity that nurses do in the face of this, knowing what just happened. And he, and he still did what he needed to do as a nurse to take care of that gentleman. Listening to the man talk about it, it was unbelievable. So, um, I still again, have chills when I it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And heartbreaking. And when you think of the ages of those people, too, mm-hmm. to, to think you're going into your, to practice your religion and stuff like this happens, it's unthinkable. There was someone who mentioned something about this Is that um, a word? Incident. Did I say that right? Unthinkable. Yeah, that was okay. about the fact that there's been a dramatic increase in the last decade of anti-Semitism in this country and and acts against Jews everywhere just because they're Jews. And it, it just, I don't understand why in the last 10 years, I don't know what motivated that, but it just seems like haven't we haven't we gone past that at the same time i'm seeing articles in the newspaper about a 90 some year old guy who was a guard in one of the concentration camps being brought to justice at this point and i'm saying when does this ever get to the point where it's not an issue where we don't see that anymore the whole concept concept of anti-Semitism is just, to me, it's it's just foreign. I don't understand why. And it's only, you I mean, guess, why people even think yes. in any other way than everybody's a person. Well, that goes to anything, though, Lynn. It does, but there's Anybody just, who discriminates when or you, who finds... When you look at what happened in Germany in the Second World War, and that was a specific, distinct effort to eradicate the Jews... That, to me, was something very specific about a certain ethnicity that had nothing to do with the religion, but, but the people who believed in that believed that they had a higher calling or some other nonsense. But the thing is, all right, we, I thought we did, did away with that. I thought we got rid of that. Now, here we go again. In the last 10 years, why is that anti-Semitism finding its... Because I don't really believe any of this stuff ever really stops. I just think people are 
It's crazy. It's, and, but you're right. What you're saying is it shouldn't be. There's no reason that that... Yes. It, it should never be forgotten, but, but, but it should never be continued to be played out in anyone's heart and mind is what you mean. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I, I, it's bizarre. It or there, bizarre. Or there are people in this country... You know, I, I, I get that in Europe there's been generations and generations of people that have dealt with um, religious overtones for why the Jews were to be forsaken or whatever. But in this country, we started off, we're only, was it, 200 and some years old. We don't have that history of all of that mm-hmm. behind us, right? Because so we're, uh, yeah, we're a, a new, new country, country in that sense. Yeah. So that's why I don't I don't quite get why it continues to develop in this country, <clears throat> because it's a country that was founded on the fact that everybody came here from everywhere, all over Europe, mm-hmm. all over everywhere. Yep. And uh, why are we regressing to this? Mm-hmm. This is the part I don't understand. Why in the last decade, or maybe it was since the 60s yeah, they or something? Did, they were talking about that. There was a lot of story about that. I don't get that it. That it's, yeah, well. But anyway, um, it's wonderful to for a man like him to take that position, that the only way to overcome all this is, is through love. love. Yes. I mean, the other stuff is nonsense, and the only way to really get past it is love. Yeah, I, mean, I, I found that right. to be the most, such a beautiful story because that's the only thing he focused on, what he was trained to do as a nurse and to be a caretaker and to help people and knew going in that this guy was coming to that hospital and knew that. And he said, I wanted to prove him wrong, I, yeah. but he didn't let him know he was Jewish either, took care of him. And this guy's going on to him. But he said, I just knew in my heart it had to be what I wanted to do to prove him wrong. And I yeah. love that. That's there's no that was in such uh, honor, you know, mm-hmm. for him, this this guy, to, this nurse to, to do that and do what he was supposed to it lift it up. Yeah. So it was a beautiful story. So I loved it. Rah, rah for yes. him. Yes. But Absolutely. He could see past that. Ugh. Oh, we, I said his name was Ari Maher, right? Mahler. Mahler. Yes. Now I'm making yeah. him Irish. <laughs> Maher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Big wow. difference. I uh, know. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Right. Is it time to go already? Lynn, really? Lynn, she keeps, she's giving me the old, okay. All right, we are going to take a quick break. We will be right back. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at Lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finance to stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Plugnett, MD of Advanced Gynecology Associates in Scranton. I've had the occasion to work with many women in my 25 years as a gynecologist. And while I enjoy that experience, I also specialize in helping women to have a better quality of life before, during, and after menopause. I believe it requires a personal touch. I get to know my patients, and I personally strive to make the normal process of menopause as easy as possible beyond resorting to traditional hormone replacement therapy. If you're a woman thinking this is only happening to me, know that you're not alone. If you have questions, concerns, need personalized attention, please come and talk with me. I'm here to help you. There's no need to suffer with menopausal symptoms. You can reach me at my office in Scranton via phone number 570-344-9997, or you can find us on the web at Dr. Barbara Plucknett, that's B-A-R-B-A-R-A-P-L-U-C-K-N-E-T-T dot com. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. At Fidelity Bank, we're here whenever and wherever you need us. As your financial partner, our goal is to provide you trusted advice and outstanding service, whether you're in line at our branches or online with your smartphone, mobile device, or computer. With convenient banking tools like our Fidelity mobile app, you can put the bank right in your pocket for safe, secure, 24-7 access anytime or anywhere. Call today, 1-800-388-4380. Visit us online or stop by your local branch to Go Mobile with Fidelity Anytime Banking. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Here's Lori and Lynn. Good morning. We're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC, which is a financial planning company designed specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I'd like to say congratulations to uh, Bob Casey, to Matt Cartwright, who um, I'm just thrilled they were able to um, win. Yay, yay, hooray, hooray, and get through all of this and to no longer have to see these commercials on TV. Oh, thank you. Yes. The craziness <laughs> of it all. Yes, thank And you. here we are on the other side, and two guys who I love are where they need to be. So it's a good thing. Congrats to them. Yes, it and is. Their, and their team. Yes, because I said they work very, everybody works so hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Governor Wolf, of course, I'm thrilled, thrilled for him as well. So I, it, was a, it was a good night here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So. Oh. Okay. It was my phone. Oh, all right. I thought I heard a phone. Uh, yeah. All right. So a topic that I think is interesting, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about another thing next, next week because I forgot the information. Uh, But I found in uh, all the financial press in the last week or so that whether it's the Treasury, the IRS, or whomever it is that comes out with the guidelines for 
the amount of money that we're going to be able to put into 401k plans, IRAs, all that kind of stuff. That's going to be increased for 2019. And it's, it's a good, solid increase. It's, um, it's, it's good that we have that kind of an effort, but I still feel like we need to be doing more to encourage Americans to save money for retirement. And again, I'm not going to say, because you know my spiel, I'm not going to say that I think that people have to have all that money in the bank in order to have a successful retirement. Because one of the things I discovered is that, and I've said this to you before, that baby boomers are redefining the whole concept of retirement, and especially baby boomer women. So here's an article that was recently in one of the financial press things. It's female baby boomers triumph in retirement. Growing up, baby boomer women were the first generation to begin to experience the notion of gender equality and the benefits that came with it. I'd say they began to experience the notion, but we're not there yet. That's for sure. But anyway, when they entered the workforce, they changed the way women were viewed and showed the world that they were capable, what they were capable of achieving. And now that they're in retirement or approaching it, these women are once again at the forefront of changing expectations about life after exiting their careers. Decades ago, they altered the face of the workforce in dramatic ways. And now they're bringing that same energy into retirement. To plenty of female baby boomer professionals, the idea of retirement is a challenge. I'll vouch for that. (laughs) After spending decades striving to achieve success and independence, leaving the workforce can be a difficult shift. There's a certain loss of identity as well as a loss of routine and of workplace friendships. Now, I would say all that is true of men as well. But when these women take on retirement with the same resourcefulness, confidence, and tenacity they did during their careers, they realize that retirement offers plenty of advantages, too, and it's an opportunity to try something new. Many boomer retirees return to past interests or work to develop the creative talents they set aside. I have a friend who is a a college graduate with me who is a, a retired now, retired uh, I want to say she's a nephrologist. I may be saying the wrong thing. <laughs> but anyway, she has decided that in her now free time, she has taken up ceramics. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not the kind that are already molded and you paint them. I mean, throwing the stuff and actually creating. I love it. All this, she, has, she said, I go in there and I'm just, by the time I leave, I am covered with all the glop that's in there. But she said, I absolutely yeah. love it. It is just so creative. It's so much fun. And that's nice that that's exactly what we're talking about here. Others find comfort in testing out new ideas for putting their professional ex- expertise to works in new ways, such as consulting, nonprofit, or volunteer endeavors. Professional women from this era tend to feel that working part-time in retirement is very important from the psychological and social perspective. Work keeps them engaged, motivated, and connected. I can't see you just calling it quits at some point and saying I'm not doing this anymore. You mean working? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't, no, I couldn't no, stand exactly. it. exactly. No. That's what I'm saying. So instead of this noise we hear all the time about boomers aren't saving enough for retirement, the presumption is, and I've said this before, that once you hit retirement, 
you will no longer be earning any income. And so your pot of money has to make it work. But that's not realistic. I don't, I don't know any women that aren't doing something other than my friend I just mentioned who was into ceramics. But this woman worked, I mean, uh, you know, 100 hours a week or more. But don't you think women who, who go and do and maybe travel, they could maybe feel a little bit of... But if you aren't the traveling type, which I'm not, you Me don't... Uh, I couldn't... What are you going to do? Well, that's my I mean, you could do hobbies, and they, but after a while, I know. that get, you know, you include that. I don't know. I agree. I think it's wonderful. I think people have that thought of continuing and learning something new and being somebody else for a while. You know, yeah. something you never thought you would do or you always wanted to, and you can now because you don't have to worry about necessarily how much money you're making. Maybe or yes. maybe you do. Yeah. But you know, I I hear plenty of people of several years my age, several years older than me, who say literally say to me I don't think I could ever really retire not just because I wouldn't want but I I financially can't do it yes well that's true to, but, to, but to that's live okay. the life I want to right like who cares keep doing it and the beauty of it is that companies are being more there's more acceptance and more availability of the expertise they may need from someone like some from let's just use the term from a boomer who yes. may be able to help you with something that maybe someone younger may not be able to do. Yeah, it's kind of referred to as the brain drain. Yeah, well, when that's when everybody leaves. Yeah, yeah, but that's the point that when a lot of baby boomers who have tremendous knowledge of the operations of a company and all that kind of stuff and who are the contacts and all that, when that goes away, the younger people that are coming in start from scratch. And sometimes it takes time to reconstruct those relationships and all that stuff and if you can still do it and you like to do it, why not keep doing it? Uh-huh. You know, it's just, it's the norm anymore that people are saying, I'm never retiring. Right. Well, okay, then let's take the pressure off that thing of you got to have that big pot of money. I don't think so. Um, there's strength in numbers. The successful retirement transition is aided by finding others who are going through or anticipating this sometimes challenging phase of life. Joining groups and talking with friends who already retired and asking how they got through it gives fodder for creativity and provides a supportive environment. It's not retirement. It's simply shifting gears. Women who effectively adapt to retirement take it head on. These senior boomers are actively involved in deciding what options they have. Knowing their strengths and areas of expertise and curating their use is powerful stuff. They take charge of their actions and ask themselves, how do I want to use my resources, talent, and time? Former boomer professional women remain vital and focused by doing what they enjoyed the most during their careers. That lends itself to creativity, to being engaged with others and to feel valued. That kind of positivity ensures they'll come out on top in their transition into retirement. That's kind of what I did. You know, I sold a business that I had for X amount of years and said, all right, what am I going to do? I said, I will take the pieces of that that I love the most and create a new business, which I did and continue to do it. And I don't see any reason for me to quit unless my clients tell me I'm full of it. 
<laughs> I I love doing it. I can't imagine myself sitting at home just reading books or watching television. Oh my good God! Well, I don't think many people really do that anymore either. Do you? Unless they can't no. do something else. But there are people They're, who I know who said, you know, that all it was all about. Let's get to that point, that retirement point. And I know now I have what I need, and I can do this, and I can. And then they sit there and they haven't figured out what they're doing. 24-7, 365 days a year. Yeah, it reminds me of that poem by Robert Hastings, that, that station, one? the station, about uh, uh, the, everything you do to get when I have that million dollars, when I get reach retirement, when I put the last th- kid through college, when I, get, it's the, when I get to again, and instead of trying to get to there, it's the, the, the part of enjoying what you're doing while you're do, while right. while you're getting like it's not the des it's not the destination but the journey right and I exactly. think that that's part of it too if you're so focused on I can retire here but calm down <laughs> like take it easy enjoy what you're doing today that's why I I mean I say that all the time I like I don't I, I don't care if I don't go I like to get in a car and go so I don't care if I'm not flying or run into this or I don't care mm-hmm. I, there's so much to see right around us if you pay attention the yes. wonder of it all yes and that it, like that old be in the moment be present mindfulness it all goes back that is what more of what we need to get to where we're going and did you want to say something about marriage and roles? Well, yeah, but I mean, it? we know Barb was going to be talking a little bit about that in our yeah. next segment. Yeah. So I was, we were thinking of, um, you know, just all the stuff we um, we were saying about, um, just in general. I just think we people need to focus because you say, and I was te- wanted to ask you, why is it that you these roles we assume is because of we, which we've talked about plenty of times before is what we learn as children and bring into the marriage. And then we assume those roles. Because I think a lot of people just don't want to know because it's one more thing from a woman's standpoint, one more thing I have to worry about. Someone Mm -hmm. else can worry about it. So they put it off, Mm -hmm. right? And isn't that what you see? Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. And I think that that, the the roles that you're talking about are learned from the last generation and they learned it from the generation before that. And that all started at a time when women were primarily expected to raise the kids and the husband was expected to go out and make the money. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And there wasn't really a choice. But as we just talked about, women are now professionals. The whole idea of gender equality in the workforce is forcing us to have to say we're walking a fine line here between what my what our mothers taught us we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to be in a marriage and what the society expects of us. So if I'm out earning my husband and I have all these 401ks and everything else, what what power or rights does that give me in the marriage? Because it's very different than what my mom and my dad had. Yeah. So it really throws all of this into a whole spin. And I get and we're, we're we're making it up as we go along. Because but don't you no get precedent. where people think? Oh God, I don't want to do it. like it's. And there's one, a lot of men that don't want. Well, they either. don't. It's like the thought. It's like one more thing I have to put in. Oh my God, I have to yes. figure. Out to, da, da, da. So I, I yes. know. I know. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll talk a little bit more about that in uh, our next segment because our guest expert this week is attorney Barbara J. O'Hara, and she'll be talking a little bit more about get to know what you have, regardless of whether you're, you know, it's a divorce or not, know what you have. So if it is something you have to do, always be prepared because you're going to, you need the information. You might need it down the road. So it's a good thing. So we will be right back. You're listening this morning to Laurie and Lynn show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News with Webster and Nancy. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. Do you have a support, custody, or divorce case in Northeastern Pennsylvania? Call Barbara J. O'Hara, an attorney with 31 years of experience in divorce, custody, and support cases. You need an attorney who is experienced in family law cases, not a general practitioner. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. This may be your first divorce, but it shouldn't be your attorney's. You need experience on your side. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Morning. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm for baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we have the lovely and talented and smart and every name she gives me a list every time to say a bunch of acronyms, uh, a bunch of acronyms, a bunch of, um, what's the word I'm adjectives. looking for? Adge- adjectives. Thank you. Uh-huh. Acronyms. You like that? Yeah. Uh, Barb, attorney Barbara J. O'Hara, who is a partner with Hughes, Nichols and O'Hara at 1421 East Drinker Street. Barb has been practicing 
in family law for 38 years. Barb, how are you? Very good. Very good. So um, thinking about today, I, I wanted to discuss financial responsibility and also um, the financial the financial information you should bring to your divorce attorney. This was a topic that, that Lynn had suggested a long time ago, and I've been doing this a long time, and we did it a long time ago, but uh, with the, the, I'm seeing more and more uh, people knowing less and less about their own finances. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll vote for that. Yeah. I love it so, more and more about less and less. I yeah, that was that's, good that's true. I like and I, Lynn and I both had the common experience of people come in, they're looking for, in my case, divorce advice, in Lynn's case, financial advice, and they don't even know what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, about 75% of the female clients that come to see me don't know what their husband earns. Um, they know what they earn. But they don't know their husband's salary. They probably haven't seen a tax return. A lot of times with electronic filing, they don't even sign the tax return. They don't know if they got a refund. They don't know what, does he have a pension? Do they have any sa- any investment savings? And they'll look at you like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> and quite honestly, because inequitable distribution in your divorce, that's what's going to be divided up. The more information you come in with, the better equipped you're, whether it's a financial advisor, a divorce attorney, the better equipped they are. So yes, you know, you could go through the expensive process of discovery in your divorce, of finding out, you know, pension statements and um, tax returns and things like that. But realistically, it's better you know these things about about your own finances. Because even if you never get divorced, (laughs) if your spouse dies or becomes disabled or for whatever reason can no longer pay your bills or whatever, number one, it's good to know what your spouse's income is. Mm-hmm. Number two, you should know, is there disability insurance? Is there life insurance? Number three, you should always have a copy of your own tax return. You wouldn't believe what I have to do to try to get that sometime. And it's a document that belongs to you, too. So you can go online with the IRS and request it, which they will send you out a, a transcript. It doesn't come in the same format, but all the same numbers are on it. And mm-hmm. that takes a little time. And you can request that. Or if you have a tax preparer, you can request it from them also. What do you two think happens? Just say you're a wife who doesn't, because they don't want to, whatever your reasons are, they don't want to be bothered. They don't feel they have time. Whatever the reasons that people give you for not paying attention to finances, what happens to the wife who hears listening to us? And they're not even thinking necessarily about a divorce, but they're thinking, you know what? Those two smart broads are are correct. (laughs) I don't know anything. I should really get it. Tomorrow, your husband could die. Right. Tomorrow, exactly. your husband so doesn't could matter. become disabled. But what I'm saying is, say you're not, say you're you're the person and you're, your marriage is going fine, and you start inquiring or asking, what do you think that's going to do? And it's a good thing, but what do you think that does to the other? Seriously, that's is that a matter cool. of approach? Yeah. Okay? If you say to your spouse, boy, I really should take a, a more informed position as to what we have, and where all the papers are, because quite honestly, right now, a lot of people that I see that come in, they don't have any papers left at home. The The pension statement comes electronically. Right. The, the investment statement comes electronically. If you don't know the passwords of how to get into this and something happens to them, 
hey, you're really in a in a horrible quandary. Uh, and you know what's creek without it, a pad. Well, I'm sure Lynn sees that. Oh, of yeah. People who come in and they're beside themselves because a life tragedy has happened and they don't know, can I survive tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Because they don't, they don't know. Maybe there's a vague idea of there might be an insurance agent out there somewhere, but they don't know what they have. They don't know if did he have disability insurance? I don't know. Does he have life insurance? I don't know. Is there an annuity there? I don't know. Yeah. And really, number one, what I'm saying is, both, be both parties in a marriage should really ha- be financially aware. Mm-hmm. I realize it may threaten. People, if you say, hey, you know, what What do we have? And what are our passwords to to my own um, uh, information, <laughs> information <Yeah>. and <laughs> things like that? I mean, in a secure marriage, that really shouldn't be a horrible question to ask. Absolutely. Of saying, boy, I was listening to this very informed radio show. Yes, and right. they said <laughs> that I should take an active role because what? how do I think this happens? You get married and everybody's all happy, happy. And he says, okay, I'll take the checkbook and and I'll pay the bills. Well, that's a typical male-female delegation of responsibilities. She cooks dinner and shops and he pays the bills. And then you go on another 20 years and she's been taking care of the kids and he's still paying the bills and all the paperwork comes in. She doesn't even look at it, doesn't look at a tax return, doesn't look at anything and says, you know, then things go sour 20 years later and and you ask somebody and say, well, okay, what does your husband make? And they give you that deer in the headlights look of like, why would I know that? Mm-hmm. Will you file a joint tax return with him? And now you're going to ask me what kind of support could you anticipate? I can't pull numbers out of, <laughs> out of thin air. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's a logical question to be asking, what kind of spousal support would I get? What kind of child support would I get? If you have no idea what his income is, no one could predict that. So what, what's your, what do you find then? Yeah, I, and I've, I've said this in uh, one section I had of my book, Power of the Purse, that that is a very important conversation to have. And what I tried to do is say, pick a date. I don't know what that date, it might have some meaning to you. Like maybe it's your birthday, his birthday, your wedding anniversary, the birth of your first child, whatever it was. And on that date, you want to get together all your paperwork and just kind of review where you are. Mm-hmm. So that That's he a can very, say, very good idea. He can say, okay, here's where we are. This is what I've been looking at. And she might say, what are your passwords? Because I want to make sure in case you get hit by a bus tomorrow, mm-hmm. I need to be able to get in and find these things. We all take 81. My yeah, right. you take exactly. your life in your hands. Exactly. <laughs> and you, don't, you don't know what's going to happen in your relationship. No. And, you know, maybe you'll live a good long life together. But number one, you... Everybody needs to be financially aware and also financially responsible. So the spouse who says, boy, I had no idea that we were $100,000 in debt or that we had $50,000 worth of credit card, I would just keep charging. I've had people tell me, as long as I had a check in the checkbook, I thought there was money. Right, well, I can't no, be overdrawn. I still true. <laughs> That's not true. No. So you really do, you know, actually this should foster a sense of financial responsibility. Oh my gosh, is that all we have? Mm-hmm. And if someone's looking to retire mm-hmm. and they look at this and say, wow, how could we ever retire? We have $50,000 worth of credit card debt and I got my social security statement, you got yours. And that's and all many, many people don't have pensions, 401ks, SEPs, IRAs or whatever, because I see 
my clients borrowing against it quite heavily. Oh. And you look at this and say, all right, now you're in this hole, you are going to have to work longer to get, over, get out of the credit card debt. So it's better you know these things rather than just live life blindly and say, boy, I don't know. He never told me. Well, you never asked. Right. So you can't it, just blame it's, it. You it's have to time take to look at this and say, yep. okay, you know what? I heard this radio show and mm-hmm. they told me I really should know these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Then you take an active role in your financial future. And I, yeah, and I think, Barbara, what you're saying is absolutely correct. But I think that, as you said, the key to this is the approach. So if there is someone who is very controlling about all this stuff, you don't want to throw that out there and say, hey, I need to know what we have because it's threatening. But if That's you why have I asked the question because yeah, it's hard for some people. If you have some, uh, the approach is, what happens if you get, if you died tomorrow? I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. And then the answer would often be, well, call, you know, John Smith. He knows everything. Well, maybe he doesn't know everything. You know, <laughs> that's, not, that's just, to me, that's just pushing it off to somebody else. That is, and John and you, Smith might be at that firm then. Yeah, exactly. And John and not Smith there may go somewhere or retire. Later. Yeah, so you do have to get, and that's another part of it too, what you just said, is that <laughs> there is a lot of mobility. Uh, with people who are in this business. They go from one to the next. But the other thing, too, is that they may often not have the full picture because they don't really care about some of the other pieces. Mm -hmm. If they're people who get compensated by managing money and you have a defined benefit pension plan, or your husband does, he's never going to get his hands on that until that guy dies. So he doesn't have any concern or worries about that. That's true. So if you were to say, go talk to John Smith, John Smith may not have that full picture. Sure, because he would never have been involved in that. Never would have reason to. I'll have people come in. I know where their husband works because of doing divorce work for as long as I have, you say, okay, that company has a 401k. Does he contribute to that? That company has a defined benefit plan. And they'll look at you and say, why are you asking me these questions? (laughs) Because we're going to be dividing up these things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if you don't have any awareness of what your spouse has, then you're up to the point where you better be sure that he is making a full disclosure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, power is, power is knowledge. Knowledge is power. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a good thing while you still have a marriage that's intact, while you still have a spouse to talk to, yeah. that, you, that you ask him these questions. Mm-hmm. And I, I realize sometimes it works the other way around. I have women that they're the ones that take care of the, the checkbook. And, um, you know, it, it certainly could be the, the other way around, too, of a guy saying, I don't know. They come in and say, I just give her my paycheck. I don't know what she does with it. Mm-hmm. Well, quite honestly, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have three or four kids, and it, it, it's not like she has offshore accounts here. You know, she <laughs> she's taking care of a family of six. I can guess what she's doing with it, because you, then you go through their expenses of your paying a mortgage and utilities and, and you know, the other necessities of life and they'll say I, I just give her that and then she gives me a couple bucks to walk around with and that's I don't even know what she does so mm-hmm. and in a lot of cases you have to deal with with the 
you know, oh, she must be hiding money. And, and I, I have to tell you, though, I, I have to tell you. I don't you, think when, too many people are really hiding money. I don't like it when a guy says, <laughs> says, oh, I have to ask my wife for the money or what. That, I don't like any of it on either side, but it's worse, I think, when I hear that from a man than, I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't know. I just don't like it. It seems like, why asking anybody? Well, okay, true. but if the shoe is yes. on the other foot where a woman says, I'll have to ask my husband. I don't, I, you, no, you wouldn't I, like I, it I then? Think both or? of it, it's, I'm saying it's freaky to me to say that. That's why it goes back to things we talked about before and we've talked about in our last segment, knowing that Barbara was going to talk about this, is, the, is, is what the roles and why people accept those roles and positions in the first place. Yeah. In marriage, their role as a wife, their role as a husband, you know, those kind of I things. Mean, it's expected. I think both spouses need a certain amount of money just so that they yeah. can have discretionary spending. Yeah, Lynn says his home, his, hers, and together. And ours. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, people can take that to the extreme. Oh, I've had yeah. women come in with a tremendous amount of credit card debt because my husband always gave me X number of dollars a week. And then we had three kids, and he's still giving her that X number of dollars. And so she has $50,000, $75,000 worth of credit card debt because he never increased that and wouldn't. And you look at this and go, that's just it's crazy. It, the whole thing is. It, it is. And People really have to be much more honest and direct about mm, financial thing and not and, uh, not have that start a fight, but to have an honest discussion about things. I know. You're okay. right, Barbara. Barbara, how can these people out there who are going to make all these, uh, these calls and tell their spouse, <laughs> how can they find you if they need you? I can be reached at 570-344-7171. My name, again, is Barbara O'Hara, and I'm a, a practicing attorney in Dunmore, Pennsylvania, and I practice in Lackawanna, Luzerne, Susquehanna, Wayne, and Wyoming. Thank you very Thank much. You. Always a pleasure. Thank Always you. Always a pleasure. As, as we've said, we, uh, do, do you have any other adjectives you want me to use? <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. I said enough. Didn't, didn't I get, pump you up good, didn't, didn't I? Didn't I give you the list from... No, I'll <laughs> have to look at the last week, last month. There we go. Well, everybody... Okay. Have, have a nice weekend. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Okay. We'll see you next week. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.